0: Hey Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey Sherry, how you doing?
1: Good, Paul, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. You hear that sound, you know what that is?
1: I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven.
0: You are correct, that is the sound of season seven of this most unbelievable life, the podcast.
1: Woo-hoo, we've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side.
0: And we appreciate all the support we get, and we're looking forward to another great season of podcast content.
1: Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show.
0: On with the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Ooh. Hello, Dr. Spiegel. I have news for you.
1: Hello, Dr. Fitzgerald. What news doth thou bring?
0: With the SD card that is in the mixer, we only have 109 hours of space.
1: Well, we'll just have to make a podcast that is 108 hours long.
0: So settle in for the haul, everybody, because this is... I don't think it's going to be 108 hours. That's a long podcast.
1: I don't have that kind of stamina. I think.
0: Yeah, it's like I get the words. I mean, it's never been a problem. Mm-hmm. I could talk for 108 hours. I should be a politician. But yeah, I'd 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 uh, I need to get a fizzy water between. The- S-
1: well, we have fizzy water, so that's not my concern. My okay. concern okay. is food.
0: Oh, we right. could have delivery
1: to my office, I guess
0: get some Grubhub or something
1: right mm, this podcast mm. brought to you by no <laughs> no one
0: we we rattle off a list of products that we enjoy being endorsed by none of them by none of them
1: no which though is, uh, we which is that we are endorsed though we do have fine patrons on we patreon we do
0: have fine patrons on patreon so, we are endorsed
1: yes and beloved
0: Endorsed and beloved, and uh, we appreciate their continued support. Yeah, And uh, we're happy to be put at a pretty good cause.
1: Yeah. So here we are again recording a podcast. Did we record last week? Mm hmm. See, all the days are running together now. They do
0: run together. Yeah. Well, I'm still getting used to the new sort of way of being on campus a couple of days a week, and then it's, it's all, it's all. I'm still in the adjustment phase of going in and doing stuff and then doing some stuff at home, but it's like I'm doing it halfway. It's like I'm still lecturing at home, but I'm doing lab. I'm still getting used to it, you know, so when, when there's a lot of new things coming in information wise, it's easy to, uh, it's easy for some of those to become sort of backburnered Mm. a little bit, especially when they're fine, you know, so the, the, episode that we recorded last week is not one to be worried about. It's like we just have to mix it and do some show, whatever, you know, but it's like, it's fine. I got other things that uh, are not worrying about, but, um, occupying space. It's like, okay, that's, uh, we we got this down pat at this point.
1: It's true. I think early on in the podcast, like I would worry about what I would have to say during the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would also worry about, um, like what we would talk about in the show notes and mm-hmm. whether the show notes would get written.
0: Yeah, I used to worry about show notes well before you did, I think like back in those single digit episodes, I was like, we gotta have show notes and I have to have all this stuff in them. You know what I think I think you
1: shoulded us.
0: I did. I did Uh-huh. I did. Uh-huh. We gotta we, we, we have the uh, we have the way And the truth. And the life. Yeah, it's great. Um, (sighs) Alas. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Right? I guess it was not 109 hours. That was
1: 103 (laughs) minutes. Or no, not even. Like three seconds. Yeah.
0: Right. But here we are. What is this? Episode 83?
1: 83. We wrote that on a whiteboard earlier. So it must be true. We're fancy that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: 83 episodes.
1: Yes. I've upgraded our writing devices during Mm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. so I can write secret notes about you without you being able to see them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can do the same because there's two. mm
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have your own. Mm-hmm. Though I've noticed that you have selected, I can tell what pen you've selected. Ooh, which one did I with. select? You selected the black one. I did. There are four to choose from. I didn't
0: even look. Well, I did, I did look, but I said, ooh, the black one. And I grabbed that first. It was blue, green, red. Magnets and a, is this an eraser?
1: It is an eraser. That's yes. Neat. So what we have before us are two little 10 by 10 dry erase boards. They're very neat. That are on stands. You can also pivot the angle. I don't recommend you doing that right now because then you'll have to get rid of that sound later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have to mm-hmm. mix that out. Uh, so what are we talking about today?
0: Oh, uh, you had a topic that you wanted to bring up.
1: Did. Um, and normally topic. we just let it come up organically, but for some reason I decided to be like, so what are we doing?
0: What are we doing today? Yeah, so you, you kicked me something the other day that you thought would be a good one. hmm um, yeah. There was that, and then you were talking earlier about the stories we tell ourselves.
1: And these things are related. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, the, how do I want to introduce this? So what I'm thinking about right now is the idea of evaluation and how we evaluate Uh ourselves, um, and also reflection. Um, so we wrote our principles of community Uh like mm, a year, a year, year and a half, two years ago. Um, and so that was originally intended for the zoom environment and we were encouraging people to reflect before re-entry. Right. And so this, and I've been presenting this to my students. I've been Thinking about it myself, like, so every time I engage in an experience, like, as I go home, reflect upon it, do something with that, right? I have been going over the eight habits of mind with my students. Uh And one of those is Mm -hmm. metacognition, Mm -hmm. the ability to think about our thinking.
0: Right. Right.
1: And so all of those concepts, like, are deemed useful until they're not, I think
0: all of those concepts
1: So, is it good to evaluate something sometimes? Mm. Yes. Is it good to reflect? Yes. Is it good to think about your thinking? Yes.
0: Unless it's not. Unless it's right. not. Yeah. And Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, and I think that evaluation is the problem. Like it's not that you reflect and you make choices. It's reflect that you you ref- often, I think humans reflect and assign judgment.
0: Yeah, so it's like I don't know if the if the sticky part is the reflection per se. Mhm. Um I almost think that almost happens by itself. You know, it, I think it's like our brains reflect. They think about what happened. Yeah. And f- they make a lot of it up when they do, <laughs> when they do this. like did that really go that way? But I mean that's a sort of a different different conversation. It's okay to reflect. It's when the um it's when we get the – and that's because I did a horrible job. And what else would I expect of myself? To, that's when it's it's gone to a point where it's not worth doing. Right. You know, it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. The reflection, you know, I think when best serving us is one of, um, this is a situation I was in. This is how I responded to it. This was the outcome. Stop. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. That's it. You know, um, and you might be able to do I could have done something, could I have done something differently that may have resulted in a different outcome? um not in the I should have done that that time, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when it, when when we start getting into the, um, yes, you know, I could have done this differently and then everything would be would be roses. um I, I don't think that that's true. you know, you have no idea what the outcome would have been if you did it a different way. you know if if what the end result of that is when I'm in that situation again next time, I'll try it and I'll see. Perfect <laughs> reflection is reflection done. You know you're ready to move on. It's like ah, oh, I really. And, but when you it sticks and you chew on, it, it's like I should have done this. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. What did I do that? I'm re- now I'm regretful. Now I need to apologize to people. Now I have to blah blah blah. Right. Though I feel lousy. It's like yeah, that's not that's not serving anyone. I think and it, and more more than I think that it, it's not serving anyone. I think it's not worth doing.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it becomes super counterproductive um one of the reasons that this topic came up to me um is because i've had a couple of conversations related to this lately um it's just kind of coming through in how my um on monday i had a colleague of mine ours mm-hmm. come to my class and she taught with me Um, delightful colleague, Melanie. Delightful. Um, We love Melanie. We do. We do. She'll never hear this because she's not a podcast (laughs) listener, but if she only knew, we love. her. She doesn't have to
0: listen. She just has to download it.
1: That's, that's true. But we'll love her regardless. We'll love her. Anyway. So in this, in this class session, uh, a lot of my students were starting with saying, well, I'm sure this is the wrong answer. I'm, I'm sure this is dumb. I'm sure like, and so... I I worry that one of the trappings of that reflection is that we kind of like cognitively like deep dive into the grooves of our brain, the stories that prove something problematic about ourselves.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, when when I think oftentimes when reflecting on something, what happened or even a situation that somebody is currently in, like this thing is happening right now um what are the stories i'm telling about myself right now as it's as it's happening and it's this irresistible urge that human brains have to explain things mm mm-hmm. the things need explanations yeah you know it's like um and you know I, you and i both you know, college faculty. So a lot of the examples that we use are from our classrooms. Huh? I'm not going to apologize that, but I do appreciate that that is true. <laughs> it's yes. like it, 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 it. We try to do be our even, best to make it. Yeah, e- exactly. Even that. that, You know, even that it's like right. well, apologizing for a podcast because we are full-time faculty in a community. Um, yeah. When, when a student raises their hand or something and start with, yeah, sorry. But you know, it's like, why are you apologizing? You didn't, you didn't actually do anything. But it's it's this un it's like this undiscovered unconscious narrative of I should understand this but I don't I have a question and I'm gonna look stupid so mm-hmm. I'm gonna apologize to everybody for keeping everybody from getting everything they want in this world and resulting them them being failures in life right. because I have to pause for a second and ask a question that I shouldn't have to ask because you know I'm just an I'm not allowed to take up space yeah right yeah. so it's I mean it's even this immediate I mean the the judgment can come in and the self-reflection evaluation judgment can come in so quickly. It's like, you don't even know you're doing it. And it can become habitual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like you practice it and like it just, it grooves in there, right? Like yeah. you get used to it. Um, and like, I mean, I think that's why the witness, like the the ability to recognize when you're practicing those yeah. habits right. um, is so important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um i was melanie and i also stumbled across this article when we were doing some prep for our class that was a like an interview with brene brown Mm -hmm. um around the time one of her pieces was coming out i emailed it to you Mm -hmm. um like Mm -hmm. this morning so i don't expect that you've read it yet um you had like other things to do like be in a lab all day um but it makes you sound so scientisty you've been in the lab all day but you have all day um gonna avoid singing monster mash now um (laughs) (laughs) but like in this article one of the things brene brown talks about is thinking about the stories that we tell ourselves in those moments of reflection the first story as the shitty first draft of the story right um and she specifically relates it to like educators and students like um so she has this moment where she says something like when you get a grade back um, a lot of times students will think of that as like the end of the learning. Like it's a it's proof you didn't learn if you got a bad grade. Right. And so she tries to flip that and say, um, you know, so the grade is the beginning of the learning process. Uh-huh. And she tries to say after that grade, then you have the opportunity to reflect and be like, well, what happened here? Is this how you want to show up next time? And then it's not shoulda, woulda. It's what can I learn from whatever this grade is? And move on. Right. But it's not, I'm dumb, right. I got this grade. Right. Or right. even the other side of that is not, I'm brilliant, I got this grade. It's just a grade was received. A grade was received. What you know, can we learn from this receipt?
0: Yeah. You know, um there's information in 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 all of these things. And it it yeah, it's sort of up to to us individually to really discern, I think, what that what that means and what that represents. And I mean these stories that we we hear, and it's like I blame no one for this, you know. Uh, really, when I I try to think about it, but where do where do people get some of these stories from? I mean, and, and it's. I mean, I, you and I talk so often about like, what is the, what is the thing that we have to do in our jobs that feels the worst, the grossest feeling thing ever? Mm-hmm. And that we could do a one, two, three, and we'd both say it out loud at the same grades. time and it would be the same thing. It's grades at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, putting a letter, A, B, C, D, or F next to a student's name at the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. And it just feels gross. And it, um, and if... You know, if we do this in the traditional way, uh, that grade has something to do with the grades that they received on individual things. You know, I mean, we've all been there before. We know how that whole grading things go. But there's just, and it's, it doesn't make me feel gross by saying this person, yeah, they're really coming along when they're biology and this person not so much. It's knowing what that person is going to do with that feedback mm-hmm. um, is, is the worst part for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, if somebody doesn't, if somebody gets something wrong, you know, a question wrong, or that is like, it's just not the right answer, or it's like, I don't know where they went with this, or this kind of whatever, it's like, and you offer feedback that could be taken in a way that is not, um, wouldn't be one that is like, oh, I did a fantastic job on whatever this is. It's going to be used as a self flagellation device to reinforce, uh-huh. you know, some sort of, you know, pre existing assumption or a story that they have about themselves some narrative they had about themselves that not necessarily true and i'm not sure if what i'm saying is actually true because like i think they're going to do that you know i i and maybe that's because that's like that's what i would do
1: well and i don't know
0: it's like i think they do that but i I don't want to even find out because the last thing i want to do is give feedback on something to a student and have them you know feel shitty about it
1: Right. Well, and I think some people will, and some won't. And there's a lot. I mean, that's one of the reasons I grade in conference, right? Like, I want to have a conversation about where we're at, and I don't want to guess about what they're thinking and feeling. I want to hear it from them. And, um, you know, there are students who their goal is to get a C. They're getting a C. Everybody here is happy. Happy's
0: with a C, yeah.
1: Right. And there are other people who, um their goal is to always exhibit perfection Mm -hmm. and they fail to do that because they are human and therefore they are tortured every time we meet to discuss their progress.
2: Right.
0: Right.
1: And that's okay. I can work with those people because I've been that person.
0: I have not. I know. I have not. Uh, I I have a different, different story. I mean, I think that, I think the thing that I told my mom, All throughout most of high school, you know, is I don't know why you're upset with a C. I mean, a C is average. I mean, it says right there. Yeah. Average. It's fine. What's wrong with average?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I think that, right, like that's a lot of what's happening in self-reflection and metacognitive work Mm -hmm. is this evaluation. Um, Because culturally, I think we don't believe a C being average um, and I think part of this is cultural, like American exceptionalism. It is, like, yeah, it is. You know, it's the worst thing you could be is average. Yeah, um, which is exhausting.
0: Your your or social media games us to stand out as much as possible in an extraordinary, and exceptional way. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. It I goes th- against. It goes against cultural. Un unstated, but baked in. It. Well, it's not unstated. It's like I think it's often stated and baked in. Yeah. And I'm fifty.
2: I know, right?
0: I mean, imagine if you were eighteen. Yeah. It's like you've never known a life without social media, right. Instagram telling you exactly how many people like that post. You know, oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and and that's part of it, though. Is that there is a value assigned to likes and follows and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. um, and so part of the issue is the narrative that a person tells themselves like, oh, I posted this thing on social media and no one liked it. Therefore, I am unlikable mm-hmm. or therefore I am un-, like some story comes from that. And the reality, <laughs> this happened to me a lot when I was younger, Um, I would post something on social media and not realize I had accidentally changed the setting to be private only to me. (laughs) And so no one would like it because only I could see it. Only you
0: could see it. Yeah. Why does it only have (laughs) one (laughs) like?
1: It's me. Um, yeah, but I mean like, you know, there's lots of reasons why a person might not like a post on social media. And not all users are thinking about it that yeah, much. Yeah, I know. It's like
0: I, I was going to say, it's like those reasons are probably a lot to do with the reasons I don't like a post on social media. It's like, I mean, I don't like that many. And it's like usually I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'm just looking for for cat pictures. And it's like, I, I don't, you know.
1: Paul's likes on my social media have gone up since I have acquired cats. Yeah,
0: right. It's like, I I just haven't, I just don't think about it that much. So it's not that they're making a decision to not like your post because there's something wrong with you. They're just not thinking about it. It's like, oh, look, cats next, you know?
1: Right. Well, but I mean, it's one of these things that I think you could, you could occupy a lot of time in your life thinking about how much feedback you get on social media and then whether or not you get a lot of of feedback that's positive, I'm not sure what you've accomplished. And that's not to hate on social media. It's just that like the things that actually matter. Um, I think we get to choose what we want to let take up space in our heads. And in my experience, the people that choose that Do not choose happiness.
0: Yeah. You know, and I wonder if that's a perspective shift. I mean, it's like, I think people could do the same thing. Um, And I mean, I can already think of a couple of things I've, assignments I've done in my classroom right now already that reflect, you know, how can we do something in a similar way that looks kind of the same, um, but addresses it from a point of view that is a little different than what somebody might expect. Um whether we might or that we might think. So I mean, just taking the picture of uh, the idea of social media posting as it is. Um, I'm gonna share this picture of whatever on I mean, pick a platform of your choice, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, whatever, friendster, whatever it might be, you know. <laughs> My AI, I, a, a, AI a, MySpace, My Space A I M, you know, whatever it whatever it might be. Geopages, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your GeoPages site, God, the Arp, ARPANET, the, ARPANET, you know. Like, <laughs>
1: my GeoCities page still has the little under construction yeah, marker right. guy.
0: Right, right. Um, pick a, long story short, pick a social media platform of your choice, right? Um, ooh, I'm going to show everybody what I'm doing, right? I mean, that's one way that, that it goes. And it's like, ooh, people are going to love this. I'll put a million filters on it. And it's like, ooh, this is very cool. You know, let me let me send this out there. And then it becomes this magnet for... You know, for a self-assessment and judgment because it's like, I did this thing and I put this work in this and I curated this shot and I posted it and three people liked it and what's wrong with it and people don't like blah, blah, blah versus, oh, I'm going to send a picture. I'm going to post a picture somewhere on a thing um, that just, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing that I love that's important to me. Click, send. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to have all of this gunk attached to it, you know, um, put filters on it, you know, as an act of self-expression, not as an act. I mean, the painter is not hanging out at the art museum, counting how many people are stopping to look at his painting. You know, it's like you send it out and you forget about it. Yeah. You know, if if you're looking for self-worth and self-value based on your social media likes, my God. I mean, you've you've engineered misery for yourself that is unparalleled in human history for its ability to deliver.
1: I think and and that's the 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 crux of it is like by what criteria do we determine our own worthiness. Yeah, right. And I think we get to decide the criteria. Um but choosing those criteria is is tricky business.
0: They've we've already chosen them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's the I mean when we do a reflective thing, when we reflect on something it's like The criteria. I mean, if if you don't choose your what I mean is like if you don't choose your criteria, your criteria will be chosen for you. It will. You know, you'll come up with something and it will be less kind than what you (laughs) what you intentionally do.
1: Yeah. Well, and some of it it's so interesting because like in the last year, um, over pandemic, the number of times that I've been like in public with a group of people when I get really fired up about something is very small, right? But this past week, you and I were at a happy hour
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. I got very I this may not even blip on your radar, but I got very fired up about a story. Oh, I remember. Okay. Oh, it yeah. does blip on. Yeah, yeah, you've seen it. Um, but yeah, so I got really fired up about a thing. And then when I went home, I assigned value to that. Right. Mm. And so I was working through that experience, and it took me a really long time to come to the place of realizing I did get fired up. That is a true thing. Also present at the table were three other fire signs. Yeah, right. Um, I had apologized to one of them for getting fired up. That makes no sense. Yeah. Right? right. Like, I mean, it does make sense. It makes complete sense. I've been apologizing for taking up space and having yeah, passion right. most of my life. But I had no reason... Like, I had no reason to assign a judgment no. to that expression. No. But I did. No. And so... But it's practiced, right? It like is. Like that idea. It
0: is. It is. And when thinking about, like, social media and things like that... You're like, yeah, I so mean, back, to back to social media. social media, yeah. Um,
1: no, you have to respond to my story. It just,
0: I'll, I'll respond to it.
1: Okay. Just All right. I'll,
0: I'll respond to it on Instagram or TikTok or something. Okay. Because it only
1: talking. matters if you talk there. Yeah. Okay, go on.
0: But it, it's, it's just like... Um, it absolves the what – what, what social media does, it absolves the responsibility of having to come up with your own assessment mechanism because mm-hmm. the assessment is built, is, is built in, you know. So it's like you don't even have to think about this. It's likes, it's follows, it's, you know, subs. It's – I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to think about it. It's, it's baked in. So it's like – so you never do. It's like when somebody else tells you what your assessment mechanism is and you defer to that, you've, you've lost well lost except
1: like yes so the platform predicts that but there are all different ways that you can agonize over oh for sure even within that right like likes are the currency but like part of it is well how much can you post right like you have to post enough that the algorithms or rhythms are going to notice you but not too much that you look desperate
0: yeah right
1: how do you find that right
0: Right, that's a stupid balance to have to
1: It's It's
2: stupid. <laughs> find.
0: It's a dumb balance you have to find. I understand that, but it's like it's a goofy balance to have to find. Yeah. And uh, what you were fired up about was something that was definitely worth being fired up about. You know, um, I, I was thinking... Or a thought came in when you were saying that. It's like, just so you know, the fire sign that you apologized to was not me, right? No,
1: because I knew.
0: (laughs) It's like, I've heard that story before. I know. Yeah, it is worth getting fired up over though. So it's like, and it is frustrating when you are fired up on it. It is angering. Yeah. You know, it's totally legitimate. And anyone would, I think, be fired up about that, Mm -hmm. you know, if they were in the situation that you were placed in that is described in that rant. Right. Um, For sure. But again, it's the, Sorry. I took uh-huh. up space. Yeah, you know, sorry. I. That's exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, I directed attention towards my own experience for a moment. Please, I apologize I'll for stop doing, doing, doing
1: that. Yes, but I mean that's such a built-in impulse for me. Um, the fire sign that I did send that to was like, "Are you kidding? I'm totally here for this."
0: Yeah. Right. Um,
1: and then, um, but yeah. So part of part of what comes in is like the very thing that. I can judge myself for and try to be less with. I then sometimes can come across this realization that no, no, that passion is what some people show up for. Yeah. Right. Like, um, but I've used that, that passion against myself. I've had people use it against me. Like, um, you know, as you know, like there's a human being who's called me feisty in a way that is, so derogatory
0: yeah right
1: um right but i am um but it sounds different when somebody else like there's a different value to it yeah of course said in that way yeah for sure yeah for sure so um but yeah so instead of being like a property a thing that is true about me is that i am fiery that's true it is true but i assign value to that can argue well, so are you?
0: Just the facts, man. Just yeah. the facts. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a little fiery too. Am I fiery? Uh-huh. Am I fiery? Uh-huh. Is fiery how you would describe it? I'm it is fiery.
1: It is a word. See, but even now you're like,
0: oh no! Well, I would, I would, I would use a different word. The word I would use would be exhausting. You know?
1: Ah, uh, no, that.
0: <laughs> so, but but that's the that's the uh-huh. that's exactly the point, though. You know? So you think you're
1: bit. exhausting?
0: Um. It, no, I want to say I, that I, differently. It, it, you have
1: been led to believe I, you're exhausting by, my, by myself, okay. not by others, mm-hmm. not
0: by others. You know, so it's like I would just think that if I met me, I would find myself exhausting. Yeah,
1: I feel that way about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, no, I mean, like two years ago, you assured me <laughs> I was going to get sick of you.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because that's a that's an old story. Right? Yeah. eventually everybody gets tired at the end. Yeah.
1: Well. You know? Yeah, it's, I mean, the end's going to be far away. They so got I'm not... what
0: they came for. They're, yeah, you know, it's like they're, they're good.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. But these stories,
0: it's like, where did I get that story from? It's like, I think it was like Jack Burton in Big Trouble in Little China. It's like, if <laughs> I had a friend of mine when I was growing up um, in St. Louis who uh, saw saw himself as a wellspring of wisdom. Mm. You know, where he would be able to come up with quotes that were apt and appropriate for the situation that brought wisdom into it. More often than not, it was like Ozzy Osbourne lyrics <laughs> and <laughs> like Molly Crew. And it's like, fine musicians, delightful music. I enjoy it too. I'm not sure Ozzy Osbourne, as wonderful as he is, a contributor to our culture and to rock and roll and Black Sabbath. You know, awesome stuff. It's like I'm not sure <laughs> if if this situation is one that he felt like he was speaking to when he. <laughs> this it, is during, not the during, philosopher yeah, during, we're during looking during "Bark for. at the Moon," you know, it's like I don't, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. You know, so somebody said once, uh, "What was it in uh, during the the election, the bra, um, the Hillary Clinton? Was it the Hillary Clinton election with with Donald Trump? You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's like CNN was doing interviews." Uh, of different different people like get their opinions or the thoughts on what was going to happen. And it's like somebody interviewed like, you know, Kanye West. And it's like, since when is Kanye West, right, that have anything to say productively about anything that has anything to do. With this conversation we're having right Right. now, it's like, who are these celebrities? They're rolling out to to speak wisdom to these situations. like, what the hell do they know anyway? It's like, why are they any better than my next door neighbor? You know, and the answer is, well, CNN knows how to get a hold of Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they don't know how to get a hold of my neighbor because they don't know my neighbor exists. So it's like they just sort of roll out this parade of people to let's hear what they say about this, you know? Well,
1: and that's where those, how often do these stories that are in our heads come from the available stories, yeah right, right. like well right, right. i don't have
0: access to a better story so here's what i'm doing. like yeah it's like if you don't if you don't mindfully pick one yeah you'll come up with one right from somewhere
1: yeah and that i mean that was brene's point is that like that first thing that comes up like recognizing that that's your shitty first draft yeah. so you know this idea that oh i'm exhausting that's that's a first draft that's
0: one way we could put this what
1: what might else? others do? Yes. <laughs> what
0: else do we have? What else do we have?
1: Yeah. So, I have a question though. I'm very sure, curious. Sure, sure. Okay, so we've used the word exhausting. And I'm curious what behaviors in other people do you find exhausting? Who you don't have to name names, especially not mine. Um but what like what exhausts you in others? In others? Mhm.
0: Uh that's a good question. Um I know I know what I can pay attention to in others that um sort of shows up in me or gets me to feel kind of eh, this could go another way, uh-huh. you know. Um I don't find it exhausting um, at all when I hear other people just like pooping on themselves, you know, because it's like here's an opportunity to have a delightful conversation with this person. You know, it's like, I, I almost, I almost look forward to people shitting on themselves, you know, <laughs> just because it's like, Hey, let's have a chat. Um, so I, 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 when that happens, I, I see compassion and, and opportunity kind mm-hmm. of at the same time, almost, you know, it's like, I hate that. That's how they see themselves. Let's have a chat, mm-hmm. and um, um, you're in front of me, so me is what you get. And um, <laughs> and here comes the story for better or for worse, right? <laughs> this this is what this is what showed up for this, so that that's what you're going to get. Um, may I do it well? And um, so there there are things that I, I see that are serially frustrating. And that is people who show up for one thing and um, spend that time doing something else.
2: Mm.
0: You know, and I mean, the classic example is, um, let's get together, let's go together and have dinner and hang out on our phones all night.. Uh-huh. It's like you, wh- why? You, know, you could just It's like it's it's distracted attention from the thing that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. you know I find I find a little bit frustrating. It's like you're angsting about all this stuff. In in the world, you know, it's it's, it's a tough world to be in right now, but it always is, you know. It's also a glorious world to be in right now, as it Mm -hmm. always is. Um, You're in this situation right now, and this is what's in front of you. Why are you distracting yourself from that? Because of this other thing that you really can't do anything about, or that Mm -hmm. adds no actual value to yourself, or that actually brings no joy to you, Mm -hmm. or that whatever. It's like, if that or the thing is so important to you, go do that. It's like, do the thing. That is in your heart, on your mind that you really would rather be doing, Uh you know, do that. And and it's like if, and with the full admission that I oftentimes do that myself, right? I'm not perfect at any of this, but it's, it's like, we're, we're here now, let's do this thing, Uh you know? Um, And with the full knowledge, you can only really do one thing at a time to do the thing that's in front of you. And so that's sort of what I try to do. And uh, when I see it in others, is just like, you know, you could just do this too because that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. So it's if you don't want to be here, like go do something else. It's like—and this is the this is the the line from my syllabus for my class. It's like, if you don't like the way this class is gone, that's fantastic. I have no judgment. I want you to be happy. There are plenty of other sections that you could take. I'm happy to help you find a different <laughs> a different one for you to transfer into. I would love nothing more mm-hmm. than for you to get everything you want out of this. You know, let's let's find you a section you can swap into. Oh no, but it's like okay, well, if you're going to be here, then freaking be here, right? You know, so it's uh, that's that's where I go with it. Mm-hmm. I think
1: it's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm not sure why I asked you that question. I mean, you mentioned exhausting. I was kind of c- curious whether what you found exhausting would parallel behavior you exhibit. And I don't think mm. it does.
0: So it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what about me I would find exhausting if I were me. Um, um, maybe, maybe just because I'm tired at the end of the day. So I feel exhausted. So I figured everybody
2: <laughs> else is too. So being everyone, you is exhausting. Being me is
0: exhausting. So everybody else must think that being around me must be exhausting. Yeah. But I mean it's never in a bad way, and I don't think when I figured, wow, I'm exhausting. I mean, I, I I got myself out of the habit of wondering why I do this why why do I do this to myself all the time mm-hmm. stuff a, a while ago. Yeah. I, it's like I, I learned quite a while ago that, that that does nothing for me. And it's like I'm not going to spend my time beating myself up for something I did or this, you know, why do I always do no, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing that. Um I've made the same mistakes on repeated occasions. Mm-hmm. We all have. But right? it's like I'm I'm not gonna That's yeah. not something I'm gonna flagellate myself with.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because um you know, the experience Monday, like being like, oh no, I got fired up in public. Oh no. Um that was kind of like that was kind of like an unusual for me experience. Like I haven't... It's
0: been a while. Yeah. It's been a it... while well since I've seen it. Yeah. It's been yeah. a while since...
1: Yeah. It's been a while. And I think part of it is... Th- I mean, the fire's there. I was going to say the ember's still
0: hot on that one. You right. Know, the, the campfire's not all the way out yet on that.
1: Yeah. But I also think part of it is that... Um, I think part of my sensitivity to it is like twofold. One part of it is like a a baked in version of myself that i don't want to be embarrassing right so the idea like when i really get fired up i can draw attention to myself Mm -hmm. um i also like freak people out like anybody that's really seen me like i think i used to say the thoughts you don't want to see me go nuclear like it's 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 unpleasant for all all parties So I think, you know, there's that old story, but the other part of it is I'm in a a way of being, I'm like at the cusp of a way of being that believes there's not a lot in life that's actually worth that level of fired up. Uh, Or I'm having a different relationship with what it means to be fired up about things. Like what I was really fired up about was A situation in my professional life that felt crummy.
0: Well, it was crummy. It was crummy, (laughs) right? There's there's no, uh, I don't think there's room for debate on its crumminess. Yeah. I think it.
1: (laughs) But But so what's tricky is I can tell a version of that story that's very satisfying, where everyone will agree that it's crummy, but so what? Yeah. Like, I mean
0: After after you do that, it's still crummy.
1: It's still crummy. It you doesn't know? change the fact yeah. that it existed. And all that's happened is I've brought up all that fire that now has no place to go.
0: Yeah, right. Um, well you are a redhead.
1: It's true. You're you knew redhead. that coming into this. Well oh,
0: mine how my hair burnt off. Got so hot, right? I, right? I lost it in the fire. Um Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think of times when – I mean, I, st- I, just, I, I still get fired up on occasion. you know, we're I think it, I'll, you I'll got go. fired
1: up during that conversation before me.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. You did. But, I mean, there's a lot to get fired up about these days, you yes. know. Um, and if the world, you know, if, if the world doesn't disappoint you, the people will. And if the people don't disappoint me, you will dis- you disappoint you, you. will disappoint yourself. I mean, disappointment's always there. And the the times that I've found exhaustion and when I have gone, I, I wouldn't say you went nuclear the other day. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. No. No. There, I mean, there was
1: a small ember. <laughs> the,
0: uh, yeah, the place is still standing after all. Um.
1: I mean, and you've seen me... <laughs>
0: yeah at a well, yeah.
1: higher level than that
0: yeah i don't know yeah i don't know if it's been thermonuclear i mean it might have been conventional explosives but yeah. you know the, again, it's in the the place is still standing so <laughs> you're fine um i i do have this idealized way that i think the world should be and it and it never ceases to disappoint me that it's not that yeah um and for 50 years of that reality not meaning that expectation, that expectation still arises. Mm -hmm. And it's not that way. (laughs) You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's not that way. You know? I one of the things can we do can you do Star Wars spoil Star Wars spoilers? It's been long enough, right? I think so. I watched I watched the damn Death Star blow up three times in nine it's like Yeah. Really? We're blowing up the Death Star again? It's like, wow, all these characters in this reboot are exactly the same ones that I saw in the first one that just have different names and they're younger now. You know, it's like, this is really frustrating. Why can't they do something innovative here? Oh my God, they've left so much potential for this series on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Never make it to script. Who is this? Who wrote this thing? Is this like, did they get like, who, who wrote this uh, monstrosity, you know? And then I hear these, 18-year-old, I'll go on a rant, I'll I'll launch one here just for the benefits of our listeners, right? For the record, he doesn't
1: identify as fiery, just exhausting. Go on. Right,
0: it's like, oh boy, the Star Wars reboot was just so great. They don't call it the Star Wars reboot, they call it Star Wars. Yes. Not realizing that the Death Star was blown up for the first time in 1970, what, 77, 78, something like that? Around there, yeah. It's like, good lord mercy, here we are 30 years later and they're blowing up the third one. And, and it didn't um, have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. And, you know, I, the, the, the potential could. Um, well, and, and this is the story I'm using because, you know, I, I've seen the exact same frustration play out with actual people in actual situations. Mm-hmm. Like the one you described, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the other day. And it's far more painful and far more frustrating when you're actually talking about actual people. You know, a movie. It's like, well, at least it's just a movie, and you can get as fired as you want because who gives a shit, right? Because right. it's like, well, you watched it. You don't have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> you have to elect to watch it to 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 reinitialize this fire. But I mean, when when the g- great potential that we see for this world around us, which is unmet, you know, because who knows why? Who knows why? You know, it it can be frustrating. It's like if only. Why don't these people think that what I think is important is as important as I think it is? You know, why would they, why in a million years would they make this decision? How could they possibly be thinking about this this way when so much more good would come out of it if they thought about it that way? You know, and it's like all of this stuff so is just like sandpaper on my soul that wears me down to nothing.
1: Well, of course, but so what's so interesting about that though is like, so that happens at like the institutional level, and like how we think about institutions and like film scripts and such, right? But we do the same thing to ourselves. Oh, absolutely! Right, like absolutely. So, so. So I think the tension is right. Where's the line between the acceptance of what is and recognizing? a different potential reality and living within that tension right like because we could do the same like like if we want to accept ourselves like well you know you wish you were this way but you're not so just accept it Mm. um so how do we how do we like navigate that line between accepting what is but also not become complacent.
0: Yeah. And I certainly am not about in any way to adopt this, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst. I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know.
1: It's not even a good t-shirt.
0: It's not even a good t-shirt. Yeah. And and um, it's like, why then do I keep comparing the Star Wars reboot to the version that was not made? You know, it's like, what?
1: What does that do for what you? What does that do
0: for me? It's like. Why am I not comparing... this is what we talked about last week? It's like, why am I not comparing it to the worst ver- to a worse version that they made? You know, right. why am I why why am I comparing it to a better version? I could always just compare it to a worse one and say, wow, that was actually a really well-shot film.
1: George R Pinks was in Binks it. George R. Pinks
0: wasn't in it. That's always a win. That's always a win. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh it, look, Harrison Ford is back. Oh, you know <laughs> 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 uh-uh. Chewbacca, you know? It's like, ah, oh, the Millennium Falcon. How, I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff to like about it. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I've seen this damn Death Star blow up 15 times at this point. Uh, and it, it's it's like, all it does is... <laughs> I'm going to walk out angry with no reason to be so. And it's just like, i just watch the damn film. Well, because it's almost you like know.
1: ritualized anger or yeah. ritualized disappointment. It's like, so... With the band Fish, there's this guy who uses, like, this whiteboard to, like, do a review of every Fish
2: show, yeah, right? right, right, right. And,
1: like, if you didn't know any better, you'd think he hated the band because he's always complaining that there's too many ballads and he wants, you know, he has all these very specific desires. Yeah. But the thing is, is he still listens to every show. Yeah, right. Right, right. like, so, depending on what we're in the habit of, like, we can find we can find stuff to bitch about Mm -hmm. right in Mm -hmm. ourselves and our institutions. Um, So what's like, what's the happy place of like not just being passive, but also not just like ritualized bitching. Yeah. Right. Like, right.
0: And um, those review, I mean, the review, cause that we're talking about, I mean, this, this conversation is sort of about movie reviews you know, because it's like, that's what that, your
1: conversation is conversation. about movie reviews. <laughs> Mine is about music reviews,
0: music reviews. Right. So it's like, okay, so we saw a performance and now we're going to do a review and we're going to make an assessment of it. And then we're going to, you know, come up with some sort of conclusion and expectations. And I don't know why they couldn't have, again, it's like, I don't know why they couldn't have blown something else up. Why did it have to be in a third death? You know, why are there so many ballads? yeah you're comparing it to this to the show that you didn't see you're comparing it to the to the movie that wasn't made right. um, and doing so satisfies satisfies the thinking intellectual mind mm-hmm it completely satisfies it it the thinking analytical mind would find that every box of its own needs has been checked
2: mm-hmm.
0: by that it satisfies the mind fully and completely it does not satisfy the heart mm-hmm
1: well, and I mean, I think that that's an interesting point because so th- taking fish shows, right? So I recently um went and saw fish three times. Mm-hmm. I later watched um his name saw a couple. I did three, yeah. yeah. I, um, and then I later watched um his name is like F Zappa twenty. That's like his username. Mm. Um, but I watched his reviews. But like my review of that first fish show I went to, all I know is that for me. It was the first time I'd been to a concert after, uh, beginning to take a antidepressant, Mm. which, so what I like to say is that was my first concert on serotonin. Mm. And, um, I, that first set, I completely lost myself in the music. Mm. I forgot I was with other people. Um, I, it, I couldn't tell you what songs were played. It didn't matter. Like, I was just totally in the moment.
0: Is that was that a, a novel experience for that you?
1: That was a very novel experience okay. for me, um, and I haven't had it quite like that since. I mean, that, uh,
0: interesting, yeah.
1: Um, in the two show, two and a half shows I saw after that, right. only the first set, blah blah blah. Neat. But, I mean, it was amazing. Neat. Yeah. It was super amazing. And then I got too self conscious to be like, did I lose myself too much in the music? And I had all these questions. But that first set. <laughs> glowing reviews for me yeah because it did that thing right but like there's still plenty of people that are going to intellectualize that set yeah right but i did not review that set with my brain
2: it was pretty cool
0: yeah yeah so when does the brain get the day off
2: Mm.
1: that's a good question
0: how do we is that something it can be taught
1: believe it can, sir. I,
0: th- I think I had my own answer for that as well. I was going to say yes as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Would you, as <sighs> a prescription, recommend something like meditation?
0: I think that if we don't pay attention to what our mind does, it's just going to do whatever it wants. And it's not always going to be kind, beneficial, or leave us feeling good. Uh-huh. You know? um, Why? Why? spend 20 minutes flipping through social media when you know oftentimes you're not going to feel great at the end of it. You know, it's like the unattended to impulses of parts of us that we don't always experience fully mindfully will do what they want and it will satisfy their sort of whatever they're, they're looking for at the expense of other parts that have been neglected, mm-hmm. I think. And I think the the thinking mind, the analytical mind is the biggest culprit of that. For reasons which you've recently had on your mind mm-hmm. la- lately, lately, you know, that um, this this elevation of analytical thought as the most important thing, you know, we we accept that and practice that at our peril, mm-hmm. at our peril.
1: Well, it's interesting because I'm kind of rethinking analysis through the most random place, but it makes total sense, um, through my murder mystery class. Mm. Because, so, you know, we kind of connect the beginning of the murder mystery genre to Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of stuff like he's writing at a time where, The idea of, like, mystery, especially, like, spiritual mystery, theological mystery, Mm. is going out of fashion because science is taking over. Yeah, that was
0: right after Jack the Ripper and forensics started, you know... um.
1: Yeah, well, I mean yeah. just, you know, scientific revolution etc. like people are starting to be like we will solve all the mysteries of the universe with science. With science, yeah. Um and then here we are in 2021 and science still has a few questions. Yeah, it's got a couple. It's got a couple. Um but so the idea of mystery at some point shifted to oh well we can just we we can figure it all out. And there's just stuff in this universe that that's just not true and the more theological definitions of mystery will embrace that. And they just say, yeah, some stuff you just can't explain. Right. Stop right. trying. Stop trying. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, you know, the age of enlightenment and all this is like, no, no, we will figure it all out. Yeah, we will right. explain it. Um, and I think we've made ourselves sick trying to explain everything.
0: Right. And is that right? yeah I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. um it's it's trying to avoid it's as you, right as we know. It yeah is. the the allure of trying to figure everything out. yeah, because I think you know everything that we're taught, you know in an academic you know educational framework is how do you figure this out? What's the answer to this question? How do you learn this kind of thing? Talk through the scientific method. What is a derivative? I mean, everything is about this intellectual exercise of figuring things out. If you have the right tools, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. and those tools are all intellectual ones. Um, not true. Not true. Right. Not at all. At all. Um, but history is, is replete with um, examples of scientists trying to find out things that are oh, like outside of the scope and scale. And some of those things are, well, we'll wait for technology to cup up and catch up and then 100 years we'll explain it that way. Uh-huh. Of course, they're, you know, the scientific field is not immune to the shyster. Uh-huh. You know, talking about the, the medium days of spiritualism back in the early 1900s, you know, especially like in upstate New York, you know, it's like the table is levitating. It's like, yeah, it, that's Aunt Sally. It's like, no, really, there's like this pedal down here that you can sort of press. You right. know, but people have unexplainable things that happen to them all the time. And um, not only you know, people, people invoke signs to explain things or try to understand things to, to meet their own fear. Uh-huh. You know, there's microchips in the COVID, you know, because the government's tracking you. It's like, yeah, they are, but they don't need a chip. You have your phone with you all the time. It's, uh, Of course it is. <laughs>
2: You're tracking um,
0: you with the, the
1: same device you made this Yeah, post but on. I,
0: I swear that uh, my phone is listening in on me and making Amazon suggestions based on the conversations I have. But oh, no, that's like, <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't want to believe that, but I really do think that one's true. But I mean, who shot JFK? Um but I mean, the the ultimate case of this, you know, that science has made no progress on, you know, is like, what is consciousness anyway? Where does it come from? Where where do your thoughts actually originate from? Because they're not just like random stuff. They're based on things. It's mm-hmm. like, what is the basis of that of that? What is the basis of memory? Right. That forms images and colors and pictures and smell association and on and, and all of this and the feelings that you have.
1: And then the related friend know, of dreams.
0: Yeah, of dreams like what the hell's going on there? And <sighs> what are they doing? What are they for? Podcast about that coming soon, right? Yeah. Um, what do you do with dreams? What you know? Is there information here or not? And it's there's So there's stuff out there that are weird. And the closer we get to, I think, human psychology and human experience, the farther away we get from things being as explainable mm-hmm. as we want.
1: Well, and I think you know one of the things I know about my own navigation of anxiety and the the issues I've worked through is like that quest to learn and figure out and research everything um became a compulsion that was like driving me out of my mind right yeah, like right. and so you know like i would stay up in bed like researching something on my phone and be like i wouldn't go to sleep because i would be like no i'm going to i'm going to figure this out and yeah, specifically right. the thing i would be figuring out was was me. Was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And not in a, I spent too much time on WebMD, but it's like, I'm going to. I do that. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. But no, but like, it would be like this. I'm going to, I'm going to read enough articles that I'm going to understand. And then I'm going to be able to uh, fix me. Um, And it turned out like the best thing I could do for myself is believe that there was nothing wrong with me. Yeah.
0: I would, I would question your assumptions.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll question your assumption. There's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, um, and so the more I do that, like, what if, what if I start with the premise that I'm okay? Yeah. Um, what then?
0: I'll tell you what's wrong with you. You think that something's wrong with you.
1: <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> right, right. But I think you know, the, like, that's the journey of, like, the from witness to what if manuscript. Yeah, right, 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 is like right, right. figuring that out, like. I think the the controversial statement we offer in that manuscript is there's nothing wrong yeah. with people. Yeah. Despite all the evidence of our culture otherwise. Right,
0: there's nothing wrong with you. And that hits people in different ways.
2: Mhm.
0: You know, um
1: How does it hit you?
0: Well, when did you figure well, that
1: out for yourself by the way?
0: When will I figure that out for myself?
1: Or have you already? <laughs> ah. mm mm-hmm.
0: um, well, So what but I'm hearing is you tell well, me it.
1: I have to believe it, but you don't believe it yourself? Well, it's like I
0: – no, I believe it to be true. I occasionally am, if, uh, am suggested alternatives mm-hmm. by – Different thoughts that arise within me. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's nothing wrong with me, then why do I have high blood pressure or whatever? Why do I have a bald That's spot? Why, why he's do on I web blah, MD? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then why? Then why didn't I get eight hours of sleep last night? Why did I wake up at four thirty and not be able to go to sleep? Then why do I? You know, why does my nose itch right now? I'm literally scratching my nose. It's like and I'm scratching my yeah, cheek. Like, like what's going why? on here? Yeah, and it's like if there's nothing wrong with me, then why are things hard sometimes? You know, if nothing's wrong with me, then why do I still get in arguments with people every once in a while? Mm-hmm. You know what I would say? That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Um, it means that uh, your blood pressure is a little high and sometimes your nose, nose is itch. Uh, sometimes we don't get the best night's sleep. Who gives a shit? You know, it's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, now, um, if you have high blood pressure to the point where we're having nosebleeds, there's nothing wrong with you. But let's have a conversation about some things we might do to to address that. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it might be impacting your quality of life a little bit, and we'll see if we're ready for a conversation about how to change your trajectory a little. Is high if blood... that's some, if, something that, if that's something that you want, you mm-hmm. know, hey, it's cool.
1: Is high blood pressure correlated to itchy noses?
0: Not that I'm aware of, but mm-hmm. I'll check with MMD. Okay. It might be. Yeah. No, I'm you'll worried. report back later. No, I'm worried about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's because
1: my nose doesn't itch. No.
0: Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times. Well, but but that's where we started this a little bit, you know. It's like, um, of course, there's something wrong with me. I just gotta, I just gotta see on that assignment. I'm not doing something right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. There's something wrong with the way that I did this, and that's because there's something wrong with me. That's because I'm. Um, and you know, and, and it's like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of room in here for um, the, the need for cognitive dissonance and. Statements that are alternative, but both can be true and contradictory statements that are both absolutely correct. Uh Um, You are absolutely and totally imperfect in this world and you are absolutely perfect for being that way. Uh You know, you're perfectly imperfect. Um, There's nothing wrong with you. And I have mild hypertension. I
1: it's just what it, is. I, it, it is what it is, you yeah. know, and
0: it's like, what, what good does it serve me for me to walk around thinking that there's something wrong with me?
1: Well, and I think, yeah, like with the example of the I got a C, what's wrong with me? Well, what went right? Like, there are other grades below C. Yeah, right. Right? So, I mean, that's the thing about our point system, right? A C is still like 70 points. Yeah, right. Like, so what if... You, what if we focus on what went well for those seventy points that you can draw on, yeah, to help you push forward to get more maybe next time, yeah, right, like but it's only like we dwell on the thirty percent that's not right achieved. right,
0: what can I learn from the seventy, yeah, that can help me with the other thirty right, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, but we you know instead of like belly aching our weaknesses, like we got some stuff right,
0: yeah. Right. 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 Um, I mean, if the most you can get is a hundred bucks and get 70, Hey man, that ain't bad. Right. <laughs> that ain't bad. But yeah. even if it's less than that, I mean, if we, God forbid, we get the F on the thing, whatever it might be, you know, wow, no part of that went well. Um, I tried to do this thing and it just absolutely didn't work. And what a damn catastrophe that was. Awesome. What I, what did I learn from receiving no points that I might be able to leverage for the next? Na- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the argument doesn't change. Yeah. The argument doesn't change. Well,
1: and this yeah. is always a thing. um, I tell my students that if they turn in a paper and they don't plagiarize it, the lowest grade they can get is a fifty nine right. But right. so many of them will would rather take zero points than to show me something that's worth fifty nine points. Right. Um, so they would rather double down on their imperfection than give me like, absence you know like it's 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 such an interesting like they want they can be failing um as sort of a mystery but not with
0: not with a known quantity yeah they don't want you to
1: watch them fail right or watch them struggle right right except that's literally my job is to help them
0: yeah the zero that you don't know about is advantageous over the 59 percent that they earned yeah right (laughs)
1: yeah well it's i mean i i've told students this before like um it's like if you have like something stuck in your eye and you go to the doctor and you tell your doctor i have something stuck in my eye and they say let me look at it and you say no like the doctor can't help you
2: yeah right right?
1: you have to no matter how ugly and embarrassing that eye is you've got to open the eye and let them see it so that they can work on it. The yeah, same right. is true with like their work. Like, you know, it's and I tell them this all the time. It's like you're at the doctor's office refusing to let the doctor look at you. I am mm-hmm. a different kind of doctor. But if you refuse to let me see your writing. What right, can you do? I can't. And then when people plagiarize. Right. It's like you go to the doctor, but you want to. You want them to look at your husband's body yeah, instead
0: takes, of yours. Someone, you take somebody else to the doctor and say, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's check, like, yeah, it doesn't work. You need to take my
0: that. blood pressure? You. Roll your sleeve up. Right. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs>
1: it doesn't work. Right. Like, if you want you hey, to you. get better. Um, yeah.
0: Cholesterol check, huh? You. Give some blood. <laughs> yeah, you over like, there.
1: How about doctor? You And this is the other thing. Yeah. Like, can you tell me what to write? That'd be like, oh, I'll just take my blood. And then, um...
0: well, yeah, I had this conversation with a with a, with somebody earlier today. So one of my one of my assignments, one of my classes, requires a little creativity, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm not going to tell you what to do. You tell me what you're going to do, and then do it. Yes. It's like so specifically, what are you looking for when you're asking me to show my creative side with this? And it's like, well, if I told you that, it wouldn't be creative, wouldn't it? It's like teach me leadership. It's like I, will, if I did, it wouldn't be, le- you know, you, there's sort of some things that you just sort of have to figure out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the ultimate case of this is like, uh, I don't want to go to the doctor because I think I might have cancer, so it's like, uh, mm-hmm. you're not you're not you know, having it and not knowing is far worse than actually knowing exactly where we are. And when we i mean, we used to talk about this frequently, you know, back in the back in the day. Um, the hard part about a meditation practice we have
1: a back in the day, yeah, now. we have a
0: back in the day. Um, why is meditation so hard? Why is the vipassana practice so hard? And you know, I used to refer to this as like the the valley.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's it's beautiful on top of the mountain, but you got to get through the valley to get there. And that cushion will show you who you are. It mm-hmm. will tell you unambiguously exactly where you are and what you got. Yeah. And um, it will not it will not lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most honest thing you you'll you'll ever be told in your life is what happens to you when you're on that cushion. Mm-hmm. And not that all your thoughts are real on the cushion. Everything you feel is, you know, worth uh, worth running off and doing something about. It, but that's exactly the point. Um, it's like you want all the benefits of meditation. You're gonna have to go through the valley a mm-hmm. little bit. And it's like, okay, you know, uh, let's take the bandage off. Let's see what we're looking at here. Yeah, You know, absolutely. let's let's really see what we're looking at here. And once we once we can, if we can get a clear look, then we can get clear insight onto. On to where do we go from mm-hmm. here? How do we actually address this kind of stuff? Right. You know, um, and you, you end up finding out some things about you that are maybe counter to the story that you want to be able to tell about yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you don't want to tell people that you have the attention span and the focus of a fruit fly. But the fact is you might, you know, and the cushion will tell you, your cushion will tell you whether or not that's true. Yeah. Um, Misconceptions about what the meditation process is will come out, you know, you don't have to be perfect at it to start, you know, meditating the worst you possibly can is just about as good as meditating the best way you ever could. Um, Just get on the cushion and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you have one job, sit and breathe. Right. That's it. You know, the cushion does the rest. All you have to do is show up. Mm-hmm. but oh lord that's hard right it because is. all kinds of
1: well and for me i don't know what your experience is like but for me it's not just what i notice when i'm on the cushion it's what i notice when i come off mm-hmm. the cushion right like um for me one of the things i notice after i've taken the quiet i notice how loud other yeah, things yeah, are yeah, yeah. um and then i also notice that some of those i have control over yeah right like right. um mm-hmm but yeah, like, yeah, the practice is the
0: practice. It is. And um, there's a couple of different perspectives it could be one could take on it too, though. I mean, it's a lot of times when I, you know, we know my story about how much I love doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, while, while I'm doing the dishes, I can be thinking about this, I'm thinking about that, I'm going through the day, how it went, how it did go, how it didn't go, how it could go better and blah, 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 blah. You know, but sometimes when my practice is strong, right, what I think about when I'm doing the dishes doing is doing the dishes. The dishes.
1: Yeah. You know, the you other know, and day. It's like, I'm
0: not, I'm not I'm, it's like, what am I thinking about? It's like nothing. Yeah. I'm, this is not a thing. I'm not doing thinking right now. I'm doing dishes now. Yeah. That's a body thing. Not a, I don't have to think about the dishes to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. I can comment on everything around the dishes, about the dishes, or how the day is going in which those dishes are being washed. Or not?
1: Or not? Yeah, the other day I don't know. I don't remember if I told you this, but I was vacuuming, and I found myself thinking about was
0: vacuuming. It vacuuming?
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is a delightful activity."
0: It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just vacuuming. It, yeah, but it's just. I'm gonna move my arm this way, and then I'm gonna move it that way. Yeah, and I'm just gonna do. I mean, and then I'm gonna do that again, over yeah, <laughs> over here it's like. That's all it has to be.
1: It's repetitious. It's like, yeah. Um, like I always think, oh, I should get like a little Zen garden like that I can like rake around. And I'm like, why? You own a vacuum. You own a
0: vacuum, yeah.
1: Like, I'm going to vacuum. And yeah. I'm going to think about vacuuming.
0: Yeah, Zen is everywhere. Yeah. You
1: know? It helps The um, I have these rugs that are like straight lines. Mm-hmm. So there's something about like, you know, moving a, a straight line. On yeah, a straight line. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think one of the most satisfying jobs that, that uh, someone could have is be the person who, um, like, does the riding mower at, mm-hmm. like, professional sport event stadiums.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Because you, you can see it's like they went that way and then they went that way and, uh-huh. couple it, and then they went this way. And it's like, oh, that must be very satisfying. Yeah. Um, I mean, say what you will about repetitive tasks. As long as they don't get, like, carpal tunnel syndrome or something like that. Knitting. Uh-huh. More wisdom has come from the act of knitting than just about anything else in human history. You know? Yeah. Walking. Uh-huh. You take one foot and then you put the other one in front of it and repeat. Uh-huh. You know, it's like these, these repetitive activities that occupy physical space uh-huh. have a lot of potential in them for em- immersion. And it's like your brain is asking for the satis- satisfaction of commenting. Or judging or evaluating how this is going. It doesn't have to.
1: Right. It just has. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the hardest work is just being with what, being right in the moment you're in. And like, once you convince the brain to let you do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It gives up, sort of. Yeah. You know, sort of surrenders right. a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like my kittens. Uh, they'll spend a lot of time trying to get my attention um mostly lately when i'm asleep hmm. uh if i give in and give them that attention they'll stay up and ask for more yeah but if yeah, i ignore yeah. them eventually they'll be like well i guess she's gonna ignore me so she'll they'll move six inches and uh bother the man of the house
0: yeah there's a cat that lives in the neighborhood they're indoor outdoor cats um the black the panthers black ones. yeah the black panthers we call them and uh one is out and more one one is not out more than the other. one is more personable than the other. Ah, right? so the mm-hmm. one's a little more social than the other one. Is. And uh we oftentimes see uh, see her when we're coming back from a walk is usually mm-hmm. when she's out, but you know the the days are getting shorter, daylight's yes. getting shorter, right? and uh so the timing of walking is changing a little bit um and sometimes we will we we say it's better to to see her when we're returning than when we're leaving because we don't want her to follow us because it's like she's <laughs> going to go in the street and she's going to cross the street and it's like we want her to stay close to her home. Right. Which almost always, it's better to encounter her on the way back than it is on the way out. Yeah. Um, but it's like she always follows us whenever we see her on the way out and it's like it's because every 15 feet we turn around and look at her to see if she's still <laughs> still following us. Like, yep, she's still following us. And I'm just like, just quit looking around. Right. Just get, <laughs> quit asking <laughs> her. It's like, is she still there? Yep, she's still there. It's like, shit. You know, it's like Well, and she's, she's probably it.
1: thinking, "Do they still want me to follow? Yeah, well, they I know. keep looking so at like me?"
0: We're, we're generating our own worst outcome here by attending to it. Yeah, that's it. and that's it, though, though, isn't it? You know, the, the a, attending to it in a reinforcing way; these these negative things, yeah. negative, not because it's like they're bad, stop doing them, but things that just don't serve us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's out of concern; we don't want her to get hit by a car. You know, or we t- want her to be safe. You know, but it's like, I think it's all the looking at her that is actually resulting in her following us farther than we would we would like, mm-hmm. right? It, it's all the, you know, staying up at 3 a.m. with WebMD, trying to diagnose the thing you may or may not have, but probably don't, right? It, that is not, it's not serving, you know? Yeah. You know? Well,
1: we talk about this sometimes as like, what are we giving oxygen? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, not all thoughts deserve oxygen.
0: Yeah, that's true. And they still come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like it's not to prevent them from happening. It's like I'm I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna spend time on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, and I will. I can sometimes it's it just kind of goes away on its own, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer, and sometimes it's like I'm just not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, this isn't gonna serve me. I'm just going to go through the physical motions of doing something alternative and mm-hmm. then you realize that the body can change the mind too. Mm-hmm. You know, engage in different stuff and all, a lot of times that okay, cool. And it, it, it goes away. And the, the discernment is knowing, okay, so what are the thoughts worth entertaining and what are the thoughts worth not entertaining? Right. And, you know, I just say to that, let compassion be your guide. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Does it
0: result in right action? Does it result in kind speech? Does it result in you know, d- gentle ease in which you walk this earth. You know, does it result in other people not 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 increasing the suffering of others? Mm-hmm. You know, do that stuff. You know, and, and that all boils down to: it's like, what's the most compassionate thing I can do right now? Just do that. Right. And what what comes of it will come of it. But it's I've never seen it go horribly wrong. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: and I mean, I think that. That might be a good tool to use to decide when evaluation is useful, right? Like, if you bring compassion to it, like, if you're evaluating some some performance you've had and you're coming up with, like, negative stuff about it for the sole purpose of beating yourself up, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you're critiquing yourself because you want to get better and you want to identify the places that you can work that's a different thing yeah like, it is so yeah, if you're trying to like because because that is like compassion for your future self right yeah. like that's um allowing space for you to grow but just beating yourself up there's no compassion there's in no that.
0: compassion there right it's just punitive
1: yeah yeah i guess it's the old constructive criticism but i hate that term so i don't know what to do with that yet
0: yeah, there's a lot of assumptions built into that. Not many of which I agree with. Yeah, that might be a podcast for another day. It's for like, another. Yeah, day. it's like um, criticism. Criticism. Why are we critiquing? What are we? Let's talk about this critique thing. It's like how to critique without judgment. But that's where we started. How do you re- How do you reflect without judgment? How do you assess?
1: This is what's true.
0: This is what's true. Yeah. You know. Well, it's um, like
1: earlier today I went to my classroom. I had made a photocopy with a new machine. I wanted it to. I wanted to save as many trees as possible. I wanted it to be double sided, and I wanted it to staple. The new machine it's and I a bar. had a misunderstanding. Yeah. And so I ended up with a 15 page document where it was uh, double sided and two sheets to one page, but it decided that a good thing to do was to. Um, only copy every other page Mm. so they had Mm. the odd numbers right so that's what Mm. happened um and i could have gone into the classroom and been like what well done moron yeah right but i'm like okay so what's true is you have half of the piece um which was interesting because i intended for us to have a conversation about how you make um how you can ask questions based on what's what data is not available to you and so it's sort of
0: perfect so what i'm hearing is that it was a very well engineered and well designed (laughs) assignment
1: just not engineered by me
0: correct (laughs) correct Uh, yes
1: the universe we will tell
0: the copy machine it did a fine job with its pedagogical approach Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i can guarantee you i can promise you that uh the conversation has not happened with the frequency uh of the copy machine than it has with you and I. Yeah. So the com- the copy machine has yet to actually talk about this with anyone. I and don't think the copy machine really has an opinion on its own. <laughs> I don't
1: think it does. I don't think it could replicate that success. Yeah, it probably
0: couldn't. Yeah, yeah. It probably couldn't. But you know, yeah. I know
1: that there was a time when uh, I would have stood there in the classroom, and of course, our colleague was there right. too. So you know, it's even worse when you have an audience for blunder, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, um, there's a time when I would have like had a lot of things to say, and I would have thought. Oh, all my students think I'm so stupid. And instead, I walked away with, my students believe I made an error today. Mm. And that is true. I did not have the intended outcome. Yeah. But we have the internet. We made it work. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And it's like,
0: I don't think the copy machine is thinking about it. I got to be honest. You know? Um, I don't
1: think most of my students are thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I sort of pregame that in the kindest way I can with my students. It's like, look. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're in this together. Let's do our best and see what happens. It's like, and that's not, that's not, um, that's not, you know, sort of hedging expectations. It's like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Pressure's off. Let's just do our thing. This is what Let's we're here to thing. do. Let's we're do gonna, it. And it's going to be great.
1: We're going to do our best. And then we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. Cool. And if that's not good enough, well, then so what?
1: Yeah. So what?
0: So what? What are you going to do?
1: There's always tomorrow.
0: There's always tomorrow. We can give it another crack.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I evaluate this podcast as
0: complete. I do as well. I do as well. I hope the mixer enjoyed recording this <laughs> episode and it can reflect on itself positively as doing a good job.
1: I, th- I hope that it reflects what it learned to the SD card. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. And I was going to say it's like, when the audio is not great, why am I blaming myself? And yeah. not the mixer. It's, it's like it's totally in the mixer. It's totally in the mixer. You know, the irony of this, the, the Happens of Mind podcast, that is the one. It's like the audio is the worst. And I still kick myself for that.
1: The one we kick out to the
0: kids? No, like the one we record, like episode oh, eight or whatever eight. that is. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's God. Funny. And it's like, why am I blaming myself for this? It was the stupid webcam. It's like, why don't I just blame Zoom for this? Yeah. I'm totally going to blame Zoom for this.
1: You should. I mean, that's the only thing I've blamed. Um, and see, I the other thing that's true is that you record with a squirmy individual. I do. hmm
0: Sherry, talk into the microphone.
1: But she's not gonna judge herself <laughs> for that. She's gonna accept she's squirmy.
0: Yeah, she's squirmy. And uh
1: how and much, delightfully so.
0: Yeah. How much suffering have we engaged in because uh the audio wasn't great on episode eight? Well, none that I know of, so it's like yeah. Interesting.
1: Only the suffering when you bring it up for yourself. Yeah, it's only
0: when you bring it up for yourself. Yeah. You're the one that picked up the whip, you know. I did
1: appreciate, though, the day that you were like, I think you're more squirmy than you know. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I know.
0: (laughs) Too funny. Awesome. What was this episode? What? 83. 83. Awesome. I hope everybody liked this one. Yes. Cool. Newsletter coming out uh, each month, as they always do. So if you want to get our newsletter of musings Mm -hmm. and... Uh, the written version of our repartee, mm-hmm. right? You can you can see some of that stuff there. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. All kinds of all kinds of good in there.
1: Yeah. By the time um, this episode comes out, uh, if all goes well, we'll be in the midst of a workshop that we're true. offering. Yep. Uh, which will be fun, um, and we'll have other offerings yeah. coming up soon. I'm sure.
0: Expect more so awesome have a wonderful day everyone and we'll talk soon indeed bye Sherry bye 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 everybody this podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel Paul Fitzgerald and This Most Unbelievable Life More information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.
1: Paul and Sherry have a podcast. podcast. Yes!
2: Yes!